Wednesday Comics, episode 11. To my left, I have Splinter himself, Alex. Hello. And his uh, arch enemy from across me, I have Shredder, Garrett. I don't say anything. I just bring out my Michael Bay claws. Robot Shredder, though, not the legit. <laughs> oh, Transformer Shredder. Yeah, that's yeah. who he is. And, and I can be recast several times. By the way, I saw the movies available on digital HD. You can buy it now. 20 bucks worth it. Oh, God. No. <laughs> Even not for some Stephen Amell, Casey Jones? No, that's even worse. That uh, only thing to go to see that movie would have been The Freaks. And if you like, uh, is it Stephen or Stephen? Stephen Amell. Stephen Amell. Oh, Stephen Amell. He's cute. I don't think he's that great of an actor anyways. No, I... Oh, my God. Look at your face. I disagree. But even though his work in Arrow, but, you know... What else has he done that you've seen? What else has he done? He's, he's been on The Flash. <laughs> no, <but laughs> he's been on Legends of Tomorrow. Besides that character, what has he done? He did yeah. some Western movie that was directed DVD. In that show, he's not that great. He's never been that great. That's, I think even as, when I think about Aaron, I still Oliver. don't think he's good. He's passable. No. He's not comedic like Oliver should be. You know what? He was better when he did that wrestling thing and he was just himself. He was better then than he is on that show. He is better as, his, as just himself. Just as himself. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Green Arrow, some books came out this week. Uh, what did you guys recommend? What do you get? Uh, Green Arrow came out this week. Oh, okay. You're right. You're right. I get it. Well, I thought we were. Okay. Oh, I got that. Se- I got that segue really easily. I just wait for you to tell us what That's you what got. This, this guy over here got a speed bump. Every time I try to go to the next segment, <laughs> this guy ruins it. So, books of the week. What do you recommend? What came out this week? Did you want people to pick up? You gonna go first? Or am I going first? You can go. I'll go first. Uh, Killer Be Killed number two came out. Pretty excited by Ed Brubaker and uh, tell me that artist. Sean Phillips. Good. I'm glad you knew. Uh, Moon Knight number six. I think this is the start of the New York. Yes. With the new artist. I'm excited for that. I'm excited to see where it goes now. So the first one, the first arc is, is he crazy? Wasn't he crazy? And then now we're stuck in one of his personalities. And I just want to see how the story goes forward from there. Because like if this... I don't know what I'm looking forward to from this arc, but I need something. Yeah. Because that first one was okay to good. I would give it I like good. The, I like the art a lot, though. But I am hoping that it takes more of a story other than just him being crazy. Well, yeah, like we talked about we talked about it the other week. It, I just There's so much you can do with, oh, is, are they crazy? Are they not crazy? Like You can do a movie's worth of stuff, which I think that first arc is enough. Right. If they keep doing that, then it's like... It's going to alienate right. the reader. No. And the and cover's black. All the first five are, are white. Well, I think they're... It almost seems like... the. I know the number seven's got a werewolf on the cover, so I'm assuming it's got some... Either more likely to do with Halloween, or maybe this is the other... You saw the white for the first five, and now you're going to see the black side. Uh, hopefully it's good. Halloween's coming up? Oh, next month. You know it. Uh, last book that I'm excited for, Paper Girls number nine. You were already at nine? I get. I know there was a little break between the first arc and the second arc, but it's like the story's really coming in good. Yeah, it's going on so far. I like the second arc better than the first arc just because there's a lot of setup in the first arc. Mm-hmm. But the second one is going great so far. Oh yeah, we the last it ended. The last one ended with the hockey stick out of the minute out yep. of midair, and she's like, it, "What did it say? Don't trust future Don't. Aaron." Yep. Spoilers, but. Yeah. Um, Stephen Mel's on the other side of that <laughs> dimension, just like, <laughs> yeah, this is my stick. Horribly acting his role in Green Arrow. What do you get, Marvin? Um, Unfollow 11, I'm looking forward to a lot. I'm really liking Unfollow a lot. Yeah, I need to notice there's a 
there's a big drop on the number on the cover. So, oh, I didn't even notice that. Oh, what is it, like one twenty? One twenty nine. That's right. What was the last time? One thirty six. One thirty seven. I thought. Really, I thought it was less than that. That was three. Or thirty four. Thirty four. Thirty four. Yep, that's yep. right. Hmm. Four people. I remember the. I remember the numbers being in late blue. They'll, they'll all be in a car and they'll crash. But um, <laughs> Doctor Strange eleven. Looking forward to. Is this so? Is that thing over? Last Days of Magic. I assume so. I, I looked I looked through this one, and it's got a new artist. So I don't know where Bachala went to. Yeah, yeah, I saw a new artist. So that's why I was like, that arc better. I mean, it was okay, but like, I want something different now. Let's go. If Galactus shows up in this one, I will drop this book, because then I know it's a ripoff of God of Thunder. <laughs> um, Hopefully, with the movie coming up, we get something more... Substantial more. You well, I like change. It's okay, but like I never got that last arc. Then hooked me into it, but I like I want to go back to like where's the magic. Okay. I I got hooked for the first I think three or four issues. I thought were good. Then when everyone else started to show up, Captain Voodoo and it's not magic anymore. It's earth ben- Earth bending. Doctor Voodoo. He's a bender of the elements. I'm going to take this point to point out. I, I or tell you guys. I well, you already know. I dropped JL today. And yes. I dropped Green Arrow. I don't. I don't know if I agree with Green Arrow, but Justice League is very justified. I thought about it for a second. Well, I just it was one of those I've talked about for like the last it's eleven three shows. In, it's still like I'm still mm-hmm. I'm bored by it. I looked through it and I know the art was different, but it seemed to actually it's be like we're still service decrease. Level. Like where's that story took, going? I took a preview halfway through the book. I do see a Victor in one of the one of the speech bubbles. So more name <laughs> dropping. Batman number six. Looking forward to that first issue in the new arc is this is it new arc yeah because gotham girl's still in the cover of it i think it's i think it's a one shot or an epilogue because the next one is gonna be monster man yeah it's not the start of the new well i'm going off of information you guys told me you told me that five was in the the last well that's because that's what i understood that is the end of the arc okay this will just be a one shot with because it's dealing with the after effects of psycho pirate has on gotham girl okay cyborg rebirth number one do you see that in the preview Hmm? Do you see that in the preview? Sorry, Marvin. The solicit, yeah. Okay, okay. That's why Batman so how do you looks know terrifying. Because this guy's a spoiler king. Psycho- I- okay, oh, you sorry know for Shut doing up. my due diligence. <laughs> I remember that day talking on Skype. I saw well, that issue You guys three. have one example. Yes, but it gets brought up. Did I tell you the, the book time? cover? No, no but we no, already showed you one just, panel. Just one tower that happens to have bat ears. It didn't have bat ears on it. It was in a plain flames. building. Now. I'll look up that. I think a part of it was that it. I just remember seeing the like the art. Like, it looked like Capullo art. Not my fault. You recognize Ernest. Cyborg Rebirth number one. Looking forward to that. Did you any of you guys get that? Yeah. We yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I only got it because usually, typically Cyborg I'm not really interested in as a character. But because he's the writers worked on some animated yeah. series. And that's whatnot, what I got. That's the writer. Right. We'll see. And in his pitch when they were doing that press conference, I was like, okay. Yeah. Like he said that he's going to explore how much man is left in this machine. Like, is he more machine than man? And that interests me more than anything cyborgs ever done before. So I was like, okay, I'll jump into this. Yeah, I hope they do a story like that. Otherwise, like you're going to lose me because I don't, it's always like they use, cy- it's cyborgs a tool. That's all he is. 
And if it's like his personality is a tool, or that he's no, used by he's all used by everybody else as a tool. He uses himself as a t- like he doesn't have a self. He's just a weapon. In terms of this rebirth issue, I thought for a second not to get it because I paged through the first few pages and I saw it was like telling his origin again, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, is this rebirth just going to reintroduce people to a cyborg? I don't need that. But I was like, ah, I might as well just get it. I think for me, it's one of those. I not that I don't know the story of Cyborg. I guess I don't know a hundred percent. But mm. it's like, why not just get it to complete the? That's true. I guess I don't know if they're going to change something. Right. Yeah. I want to see if they lay down the groundwork, and plus, it'll give you kind of a sneak preview of what to expect from this writer, like at least a brief preview. I've I've had good rebirth issues, and I've had bad rebirth issues. Um, one that I picked up this week, yeah. Skyborn. It's a limited five-issue series by Frank Cho, written and drawn by him. And it's what I saw as the solicit. Well, see, I wouldn't be able to tell people what these fucking books are about if I didn't read That's the solicit. with a new series. But if you're reading something you're never going to get it, why read what's going to happen? What it's about? Well, Because I want to be interested in it. Like, what if you're going to drop JL, but then it's like, oh, the anti-monitor's coming in this issue. That wouldn't bother me yet. It depends. Are they going to go, look who it is. It's anti-monitor. Like the anti-monitor is coming to kill all the Justice League and replace them or something. I know, but my thing is I know that wouldn't happen, so it wouldn't matter. I'm just saying that's an example. But anyways, back to what I was saying. I would, you know what I would do? Mm-hmm. And you know this to be 100% true. I would have dropped the book, and I would see on the shelf, like, okay, and I'll start it again, and then I'm just missing five or six issues between them. Yeah. And unlike Alex, I would never get those issues. <laughs> I would never go back and get them. So. I saw it today at the shop. Sorry, one more thing. Uh, two, one, and two, gone. I have, oh yeah, I don't have one. You don't have that. Have you don't five. have the first five, I have do you? five on. Okay. So back to Skyborn. It's a five-issue limited series. Um, Scott, it's like a spy story plus fantasy, he said. And it's based off of, it looks like, at first I thought it was one person, but it's actually a family of their last name, Skyborn. So, but the, the. What else did you get? Or do we name most of the stuff? <clears throat> His name most of everything. I'm excited to see Green Arrow starting a new arc. I know you dropped it, but I'm like, I'm excited to see what they can do beyond that first arc. I think if come next week or later this week, you guys are like, oh, Green Arrow is really good. It's like, okay, maybe I'll go back and take a look at it. But when I flipped through, I was like, eh, you know, I don't feel like I'm missing I, I saw the artist and I wasn't, I mean, doesn't look anything like Ferreras or Schmidt. So I'm like, oh, it's somebody new. I didn't even check. It's somebody new for this first issue. Um, and then Superman is the end of its first arc. So. Hoping that they wrap up well with the Eradicator. And yeah. Oh, Supergirl. Supergirl number one with that fabulous cover. I love it. I'm excited to read that. It's Super- weird to see you excited for a Supergirl cover or Supergirl book. Why? Because like it's not a man. He got it before. Okay. Hey. <laughs> he got super. I get, all, I get all kinds of girl books. Anything with super on it, this guy gets. Yeah. That's that's in my, my even stack. the horrible Superman number one for the new fifty two. This guy has it hanging in his room. I have I have that book. You still have and it. I, yeah, I I it. And still, you think Action Comics is crap, dude? From last week's book, mm, yes, it's still a six. It's done. The arc's up. You know what? We're off topic again for a second. But I was listening to last week's episode. You know what I find ironic? I'm going to go against. I'm going against you for a second. In Action Comics, Alex is upset, and I'm upset too, but I don't have the same hang-up as he does for Detective. He's like, for Detective, he's like, it's not Detective stories. But for Action Comics, all it is is action, and he's like, I want slower stories. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but it needs to actually go somewhere instead of just... It is. It's done. Next arc. We'll see. We're going to see what's going on with Clark Kent. That one is on my drop thing, not for the same reasons as... Well, maybe a little bit, but 
I, I'm okay with the action if there was some substance. But it feels like if it was, it might be Doomsday because I hate, like, before that arc started and we talked about Superman, I said bad Superman stories are where he fights somebody like Doomsday and they're just powerful and they're just seeing how powerful they are. And then we go into action and then it's that arc. Like, mm-hmm. basically, what I said I hate about Superman and then they introduce it. So I'm hoping that it gets away from that because that's, that's the kind of stuff I don't like. Because I understand he's a very strong Superman. Yeah. Yes. And he's either going to die or not die. Two options, right? Pretty much only one option. I can't imagine them killing him off in the first arc. Well, he did in Doomsday. I mean, for Death of Superman. Yeah. So, I mean, like, that's what I'm saying. So, like, it's not intriguing to me because I know it, usually 95% of the time Superman's going to figure out a way to be stronger. Whereas I like stories like All-Star Superman where it's like, yeah, from the beginning you know that already that he's going to die. And it's more about, like, him exploring other stuff about his character. I never knew he was going to die. What do you mean? The first issue, he gets cancer. He's Superman. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Speaking of reviews, we weren't, but okay. Last week, we uh, read some books. East to West 29 came out, written by Jonathan Hickman. Art by Nick DeGrotto. Colors by Frank Martin. So in this issue is the climax of the preceding arc, the Bounty Hunters. Met up with the Death's son. What? Oh, uh, Babylon. Babylon. And Balloon. And Death finally meets his son in this issue. Which, I mean, it's a lot of back and forth. There, like, I'm not really much to say about the actual issue, except for a couple moments. Babylon against the bounty hunters. Pretty good, I thought. Yeah. In terms of action sequences. But they all, I think there's not even an action sequence in East of West that's been bad. No. I, but I did find I enjoyed this issue more. I think I, I don't care for the all the chosen or the um, what do you want to call them? Yeah, the meeting of everybody. I'm not a big fan. Or of Really, that. I like that. See, <clears throat> but that's all political crap. I didn't care about that. It's a lot of politics, and then there's always like sparks of action. But they're always quick. They're always like yeah. one issue, and then it's done. More importantly, Stuff I think my favorite character died in that last chosen one. Anyway, other than the horseman at the oh, end. Oh yeah, he did die. The guy with the glasses. The wolf guy. No, the wolf guy. Oh, the wolf guy. He's Does, still alive. Is he? Yeah, I believe so. Pretty sure he died because I know he fought the Look chosen's machine or monster. Can't live, but. but and then so death finally meets his son. They have like an awkward hug, and he's like, "I've been that's like I've been looking for you. Let's go do this together." And they, what, was it a side hug? No, it was, no, it was, it was a legitimate hug. It was, it was a legit hug. hug. Oh, but, why'd you say it was awkward? But Babylon was like, because Babylon goes, "This is, feels kind of weird." Because he's been he's grown up in a lab basically mm. his whole life, and he's only been learning how. To kill efficiently, live efficiently, and like basically be this guy who's going to be able to take over the world and start the apocalypse. And so when he is shown the side of, uh, of affection, he doesn't know how to react. So he's like, oh, this is weird. But Death is like hugging him. He's like, I finally, this is all I wanted in life, and I finally found you. Which is weird that Death has those feelings of, I will hug you and not kill you. Well, we've seen. But I know he's a dad, so I get Yeah, I was going to say, we've just, seen that he loves um, that one girl. What's her uh, name? The his wife or yeah, the mother his, to the kid, mother of his child, yeah. Um, so he's shown that it's he's not all about, even though he is death, he's not all about death, he's all about justifiable death, yeah. So now at the end, we see Babylon <clears throat> death walking off into the sunset, literally, yeah, with Balloon, which is the AI that is right, been guarding Babylon and clouding his judgment. It's kind of like, oh, that's sweet, but also it's like. Balloon's going to do something like he's playing. Balloon was like, oh, yeah, he's like all happy about it. But, you know, deep down, like he's working on something to make it back. So that's just him and Babylon again. 
And, oh, no, Alex got what he wanted. At the end of the issue, cuts, and you think that's the end. Turn the page. Horsemen of the Apocalypse come out of the ground. Boom. Yeah. You told me Fully grown. Yeah, sorry. I spoiled it for you this morning, but I was excited about it to see that they break out their chrysalis. Sin. I wonder how long they were in there because that guy is dead. I think the whole year, too, weren't they? Okay. That year one, the I think they year. went in there, and we haven't seen it for a whole year, and this is end of year two. So now there's a break. We got to wait a little bit for the next issue, and then year three starts. Does it explain why they get put in there in the first place? They're, yeah, they they're doing it so they can get adult. Yeah, they uh, go into temperature. So they've cocooned themselves. And I can't decide which one of the three is my favorite. Usually it would be the red one being war. But when I saw how creepy the green one is, or at least they look like they did as kids. Just It'd be cool fully like grown. figures of those four. Yeah. Next to each other. The fully grown ones. I kind of want the robot horses. Anyway. Todd McFarlane. He's all about that. He makes Walking Dead toys right now. He probably will. I, won't, I wouldn't doubt it. Also, um, one last thing for East to West. I loved the pig goring the oh, yeah. one bad guy. Is, what does he call um, his pig? Oh, shit. What's he call him? Mr. Tusk or something? Tusky? Yeah, Tusk. something like that. Lame. But yeah, Babylon, you think he's going to die, and then he gets the bad guy gets gored in the side, and he... He goes, somebody goes, what a way to die, gored by a pig. <laughs> As Babylon is yelling at him, uh, no eating him. It was, it was, I, I enjoyed this issue for the story. I mean, just, I thought the story was pretty good, but the action was really awesome. Uh, what did we get last week? We got Jupiter's Legacy number three, written by Mark Miller, art by Frank Quitely, and colors by Sonny Go. Uh, we, where do we end up at first? We go to uh, Sky Fox's lair. Uh, Sky Fox is watching TV of him being arrested. Yeah. And uh, Hutch and what's the boy's name? The grandson are talking about getting hit, getting Sky Fox to join their team to go fight Brainwave or. Yeah, Brainwave. It, well, I know it's Brainwave, but they never call him Brainwave. No, they call no, him. just called Walter. Yeah. Walter. Yeah. So now we're going to go beat the shit out of Walter, or that's what the hope is. But uh, Sky Fox tells him. Yeah, but they went off. Up, well, yeah, and then they go back to their their uh, headquarters, and then I don't know where Sky Fox shows up, and he's like, "All right, let's do this." I love his plan. And he goes, "What made you change your mind? Is it um, seeing your grandson?" And he goes, "No, nah, I just need. I think this is the last chance I'm going to have to kick Walter's ass again." Say, <laughs> so, well, uh, what was it? Walter's a prick, and I have yeah. to beat him. And they go, "Okay." So he goes, "Okay, we're going to break into the Supermax and get the rest of the villains, so we, they can help us beat Walter." And they go, oh, do you have a plan for that? He goes, yeah. yeah we're going to beat the shit out of him. We're just going to beat the shit out of him. <laughs> yeah, like that's going to end well. <laughs> oh, I see. I, I, laughed, I, know, I laughed so hard. So did I. That's like the last page. <laughs> so I haven't read volume two. I need to read Circle first. It's like, come on, Garrett. I should have been doing that right now. But I finished Legacy, so I know a little bit about Walter and this. I mean, I didn't. I don't have to read Circle to start volume two. But Sky Fox, is it? Because I know yep. he's big in Circle. Yep. Was he, did you ever see him in like any of the panels in Legacy, the first volume? Was nope. he like in the nope. background or anything? Nope. So this whole time. He's, he's, he's in his head. solitude of, for, or Fortress of Solitude. He's somewhere, he's I don't remember where he's at. It's like an uh, old Russian base or something like that. Mm-hmm. And they, that's why he was watching himself get arrested because they have all the news footage and stuff like that. He was just watching stuff. So now, no, you've never seen him okay. in Legacy. So now another question. Walter, does he, I'm sure I'll find this out. Can he affect people's minds more than one person or only one at a time? I believe more than one person at a time. Yeah, I would think so. Then everyone in the whole fucking planet's fucked. But he needs to concentrate. So but I, I, I mean, guess, but he can't my guess just be is like, one or two. It's he not, just can't like project it everywhere. He mm. like has to focus it on okay. what he wants. 
So if he's not focused on you, then you have a chance. Well, that's why they got the other. But I'm guessing that Sky Fox has the helmet. Oh, oh yeah, it's there's true. a helmet to yeah. block, like McNeil. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's just when you read read circle. Yeah, because and you don't need to read circle, but there are things that are nice Helpful. to know. Yeah, like that. I don't think they are explaining legacy. Maybe they will coming up. But there's also little things like a notice and issue legacy <laughs> that they drop, being like, "Oh, nobody knows about that," but they told us in circle. So, and if you read only legacy, you would think, "Oh, they aren't, they're not going to explain that." But it's like a thing that I don't want to say too much because that's the best part of that circle mm-hmm. thing. But like. Saying that, oh yeah, people, there's rumors that this happened, but it might have been this way. And in circle, you actually figure out what it is for real. But in legacy, they don't know because they've never been told. Okay. They just heard about it. Hmm. I was so. also excited that when Sky Fox, I, th- I thought was telling Hutch and the grandkid that it took like a hundred heroes to take him down. But, I mean, they beat the shit out of him. But that the that awesome? the page of Sky Fox holding Hutch when he was a kid and being like, oh, he looks like me, is perfect. And and then him remembering as an adult after he just told him to go fuck off and he just want to help him. And like that's the real reason he came back. But he made up the reason he must fight Walter. He's like, All right, let's go back. I also find it really uncomfortable when Sky Fox tells Chloe, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, you look like your dad, but you're way sexier. It <laughs> and was he, in the later on he go he sees her again, he goes, What's up, hot stuff? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. He's like hitting on her. Yeah. It was good. I give it a nine. Solid nine. Oh, East to West gave it ten out of ten. Uh, both nine out of tens. They're both really good. Can't give my. It's a really strong week last week. You know what? I was probably one of my favorite weeks I've had. But I think I, I got all image except for one. Yeah. Uh, Hannah Barbera book. So the rest was all image, and they're all really strong. I only read two books. And this next one is Lazarus number twenty four, written by Greg Rucka, pencils by Michael Lark, and colors by Santi Arcus. Boom! It was really good. I I've like. This series comes out more like monthly now and like not saying that it never has, but you know, they always take those breaks after every arc and whatnot. And I don't know, right now the story is just so good, especially knowing that there's a younger version of forever that we thought was just flashback. The story is just like, it's so layered. It's awesome. This in Tokyo goes kind of like keep going back and forth, which one was my pick, but I think this might be it like this because it's like where we are with this story. I was reading this issue. And I was thinking the whole time I was reading, I was like, God, there's nothing else like this that I read right now. Mm-hmm. Where like it's layered in politics and like real world stuff. You can tell that Greg Ruckett did a lot of research yeah. for, to build this world. Like especially at the beginning, like all the, the transmission, how it even looks when they're getting that transmission. Like for military wise, he probably researched a lot of military stuff about how that is supposed to look. But even like at the end of the book when I was reading, he was talking about somebody who's asking him, oh, how does this work? How does this work? And Greg's like, you know what? I never have figured that out yet. He goes, but I know I'm going to have to eventually, so I'm going to start doing research on it. Like he yeah. even says at the end. And then he usually, usually talks about stuff. Like he talks about stem cell research at the end of this last issue. And it's like he uses that for a story. So like, you know, this guy's doing all this research, but like it never feels like I'm reading research. It still feels like a like a good action story, yeah. layer with some politics and also like a family drama because she's trying to be like, in the issue, she goes... She's struggling all, with her yeah, family. she's like, has ever been to you like a clone that you can use to fight people with? And he's like, no, even if I had a daughter, I would want her to be you. And she's like struggling. I was like, they've always treated me like a daughter. I've never felt other, any otherwise. But now that I found out that I'm not a daughter and they've been using me as a fighter, is that make them evil now? Because I've been cloned and been lied to them my life, but they never treated me any other different. They ever treated me like I was a daughter. And so she's struggling with like, does that matter? And 
do I need to still fill this role because I want to, even though my whole life I've been been getting those drugs and like I've been made to do this. Right. And like, but do I still want to do this now? Because even like at the end, who was it, Johanna? Yeah. Showed her everything rather than put her back in drug, drug therapy to be like, this is who you are, make a decision. Right. And everybody else was like, oh, no, drug her again. Yeah, drug her to make sure she but forgets. Johanna like wanted to give her the benefit of the doubt as her sister and be like, no, you make the choice. We've always been your family. Do you want to like keep being our Lazarus? But it's a weird change for Joe to choose well, to be that way. Because those aren't to... with good intentions to tell her that she needs forever. So well, she yeah, knows. they need her. Well, I know, I so. know. But as of right now, it almost gives you that hint of wow, Joe, you used to be a real bitch. No, you're still a bitch. You're just yeah. hiding it. Well. She just always hated her brother. <clears throat> she wanted him gone. He talks about that in the issue. He said she he somebody asked him the question. Is she always been trying to take over the family? And he's like, no, she just wanted her brother out of the picture. That's why she did all that. Mm-hmm. And she's okay with her dad coming back and being in charge. She never wanted to be take over the family. She just wanted her brother out. And now that he's out, she just wants to protect the family. And bringing her back as a Lazarus is the next step in like protecting that family. Because now there's a war going on. They need her. I well, thought the cool detail was, did you guys see the board behind Young Forever versus um, Older Forever? Like, it, it shows all her interests and everything. Like... I thought that was really cool. Like, it showed the Hobbit, the cover of the Hobbit on uh, Young Forever's, and then the cover of Lord of the Rings for the adult Forever. I was like, oh, that's really cool. That a lot of her interests, like, it started out a lot more fantasy and um, kind of some philosophical books, and then it goes into like Art of War and like more serious content. I want to go back and read it now that I know that's not her did as a you, kid. Did you read that that guy went yeah. back and read? It? I bet it'd be cool to read because it back it's through. like. Before, I was like, oh, that's how she was brought up. And now it's like, oh, this is how somebody else, another clone was brought up. And that's not exactly how she was brought up. What are the same things like they both went through? Are they both kind of the same? Did she go through the same things? How, like, seeing how they raise a clone to be a fighter. Is that, like, is it humane to a point where she's like, they're telling her now, oh, yeah, you've always been my daughter, you've always been my sister. But does that ring true in, like, the training of the other clone? And I go back and see that. Like, I want to go back and read that whole thing. Plus, by the way, I still missed that issue. I still got to go back and find that issue. Don't you remember I told you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, there's an issue. So, you need to get your... The last issue of The Last Arc 20. before they went on a break. I never got that issue. It, was it Poison? The shop ran out of that issue. Sure. I never got that issue. And so, I... But then I just spaced on it. I remember I forgot that I didn't get it. And then I just read the first issue of the, the new arc. And they were talking about how they both knew there was two clones. And I was like, two clones? So I got to go back and read that anyway. So you need to find 20 or 21? I don't know what the issue number is. Okay. It's probably 20. Okay. I'll just go back and get the collections, though. I don't need the issue. Man. <laughs> Ron, ask, saying it you to just us. stabbed Alex in the gut. Saga number 37, written by Brian K. Vaughn, art by Fiona Staples. We are. This is the start of a new arc. There's a war. They're going to a planet where there's a war going on. No, they're going to a comet. The flying on comet. Or are they going to no, a diff- the comet's going to launch into a planet? Really? Because I thought the I thought the comet was the thing that they're going to that had this war. Because um, I don't remember what her name is. Maybe okay. Maybe because it's the grinders. I thought they were going to use the comet to slingshot themselves, and it was going to slingshot them far enough to get to a planet. But that planet has war on it. No, the way I understood it was the comet had okay. the war on it. That really is. <laughs> so the, but they're going somewhere where yeah. there's war. Yep. And so it's the only place they can go because they ran out of fuel. 
And so it's like they're going to go there now. There's war going on. So it's it really is a change of pace for Saga because Saga's never been a big action book. And now we're going to go in basically into a war zone. And so I have a feeling like it's going to be, it even said in the solicit, which I read after I got the issue, but it said in the solicit, tomato, tomato. this is the start of like a self-contained event within the series that is like going to be like what their big thing. Hmm. So, but even in the issue, there's nice smaller parts in the issue. Oh, at the end we get the little weasels. Oh, so now I was, I read it and I've, I've wanted to collect Saga for a while. I had no fucking clue what was going on. Like, I, Didn't I, that solicit you said, because I was reading to our earlier podcasts, and you said that there was a solicit saying, new jumping on point for people wanting yeah. to get on this book. I didn't think there was anything in this book that you had to know. I want to know right, who these what these characters are. About? What, what, who, what do you mean all the characters that are from the first book? No, I've never met the girl with the horns. The, oh. The evil one. She, their daughter got stuck in a prison with her grandmother, and that she was one of the... Uh, inmates that helped her break out. And they don't like her? and the, She doesn't like them? She doesn't like... Um, the parents? No, the mother. What, what are the wing people called? I don't know. Do you remember? You're the one who, you're the one who <laughs> reads the fucking book. But I don't keep pay attention to that kind of stuff. I but would like, if I... I mean, hey, I'm missing like 30 issues, so... What's the last one that you read? 37. No, uh, before that. Uh, I would have been up to, I think, 12 or 13. Okay, so... It's so last time I saw anybody was the... Uh, Cyclops, who's dead, because uh, Prince Probably Robot's hunting him. Ago. Well, yeah. Prince Robot's in this issue. Yeah, he is, and he's playing with his dick. <laughs> he is. Uh, who else is in this issue? They have the daughter. She's growing up now. She's a toddler. They have the ghost girl. Ghost. She's that, in the first issue. I like the, I thought it was the horn chick, the other prisoner, points out, can't you look like anybody you want to? She goes, yeah, but this is what I was wearing last time I died, or when I died, this is what I looked like. I thought that was interesting that she so actually So there's literally... Has, one character you didn't know. Yeah, but to me, she's in a lot of the story. Okay. Well, she's, and I don't... What do, what's the point of the weasel people? Were they something important? No, it's just they a land on that planet. Yeah, it's okay. a new thing. Okay. They land on... To that issue, they land on the comet whatever, or planet, whatever the hell it is. And they meet this weasel, and he's like, oh, do you have food for me? Like, he's a refugee. And they're like, oh, yeah, we have food, we have food enough for you. And he goes, what about my whole family? And turns around, like, there's all these weasels. 20. Like, kids, and, like, you see his wife. There's one angry weasel in the back. <laughs> <laughs> with a furrowed brow it was good i think i i would have enjoyed it more if i knew more at least for me i i want to know the whole story leading up to this point and that's a personal problem that bothered me are you gonna get those trades again or you look for those issues i'm gonna buy the issues buddy because i i that actually is gonna I, be hard and expensive yeah but i'm willing to, i'm willing to put in the time to find it There's number one five thousand dollars <laughs> no about it. you buy that true the image one for a dollar i have that one i don't want that oh one. you do you bought it for us to get oh, us into it. I don't want that. I want the real one. Should have got it. Chapter one, right there in my wall, nice and framed. Not my wall, on my bookcase, but fading, of course. <laughs> I don't Alex, so like the thing I want most in this world, <clears throat> I can't have it. No, that's not the because yeah. now I want to get scalped too. Don't want to get scalped personally. <laughs> I want to get the book. Jason Aaron. Jason Aaron, and who's the artist from? Um, from Goddamn. Goddamn. I forget. I have Rebecca. Gira and Gira or something. Or was it say? Never mind. Yeah. Alex, you got a book last week. What was it? I uh, I picked up TMNT Universe Number One, written by uh, Kevin Eastman, Paul Allor, and Tom Waltz. Art by Kevin Eastman, Damian, sorry, Cosario, Cosiro, 
Sure. And Bill Sienkiewicz. Sienkiewicz, come on. Thanks. And then Freddie E. Williams. See, I got that one. Bill's a big artist. Recognize that name. Uh, starts off with, I gotta think how it was. I got a it, question about this before you start. Yeah. Is it, it's not just one story, the whole thing. It's like, is it like There's, many stories, like an anthology book? No, well, no, no. It almost seemed to be a an introduction to other stuff. Now, I haven't kept up on the main series right now. I'm about two issues behind. So I'm not sure what's going on. <laughs> I know what's going on in this story, and I thought these were self-contained stories. But you're it, behind in the main series. Yeah, your TMNT. Yeah, dude, but I even caught up on those. I'm all yeah, but up. I told you, guys. I know more than you about turtles right now. Probably. Holy fuck! But it, but I told you guys, I don't Rush read. Out, I don't read the books that I get now. I've got two stacks of books. I've got books that I've been collecting for weeklies, and I've got books that. You I know, know you want to know who dies? <laughs> no kidding. one. Dot, you know dot, why dot. you fell behind? <laughs> Because remember, I used to be behind a lot, and Alex remember one time was like, "Man, I should feel be- I fall behind too. Like I'm a little keeping up on books, and you were behind too." And so he's like, "I'm going to start falling behind." And I remember you were like, "For two weeks, you're like I haven't read books. I'm making a little pile for myself." And then I caught up on my books, except for a couple of series, and you caught up with the Descender and Sex Criminals. <laughs> I've caught up on a lot of mine, not everything, but still working. And on uh, aren't you finished with Velvet now? Sorry, it's over, but I haven't finished it. Okay. So, but then he caught up too, but then I don't ever remember you being like, I'm going to catch up on my books. Well, I think you've been behind since, but I find now that I've got, I've moved into a house. I'm married now that I live with my wife. It's like, Oh, when I've got free time, I want to spend time with her, watch movies or hang out, play games. You need to open up your mind. So now I almost need reading helps your mind grow. You know what you should do? Do what I I do. I haven't finished (laughs) the Hobbit and I've been reading that book for four months and it shouldn't take me. This is what you need to do. You need to do what I've been doing to catch up on my own books. I do. New book from this week, stuff I want to catch up on one issue. And I just keep flipping, flopping the issues, and eventually my big pile of stuff I need to read gets less and less. I used to do where, okay, so I'd pick six books on my weekly pile, Mm -hmm. just read through them, keep up. I've got that other pile of stuff that I've accumulated that's, you know, uh, Men of Wrath from Jason Aaron and Ron Garney. I've got Nailbiter, one through what have you. See, that's the thing with you, though. You're behind, but you keep buying, buying, buying. That's the, that's the thing is that I'm not reading. I'm not keeping up because I keep buying other shit. It's not even like new stuff, too. You go back and find old stuff and buy the whole complete series, Fear Agent. <laughs> uh, what was that? Uh, I had Strange Girl, Strange Fear Girl. Agent. I've still got Incredible Hulk. Man, what was it? Man of, Man of Wrath. Wrath. You yep. went back and bought that. I think I've got like six series that I have actually could finish reading now that I have them. Yeah, that's what kind of prevented me from getting Black Magic. And I was thinking about picking it up today because my stack's not as big as normal. I went to the shelf and it was gone. Oh, somebody was, it. Yeah, someone listened to our podcast and <laughs> got it. It might have been Dave who told him to get it. Oh, he read it already. He's already read it. He's got it. Um, anyway, so back to TMNT Universe. But hold on. Before you, I wanted to add something to this this pile that you're making right now. That is something that I struggle with, too. Not even single issues. Is that I buy, because some things are so cheap, like that Black Magic, 10 bucks. Mm-hmm. You buy traits and stuff where you get them for Christmas. You get them for gifts, whatever. Because people are like, oh, they just buy you a uh, trade. It's good, easy to buy something just to trade. And then like that stuff is so low priority for me that I end up having a huge stack of stuff to read for trades. And so it's like, where does that fall in line, right? You got your single issues, stuff that you need to read every week. Oh. And then there's always stuff for me that falls behind and I like got to catch up on single issues. But then the trades are always like very last. I find mm-hmm. trades are something like if I was going out of town and my wife is driving or if I went on a family vacation and I'm sitting in the back and I can read. That's something I would read then. I don't want to bring issues with me because I don't want to crinkle the pages. Crazy stuff. <laughs> I think my goal is, like my plan in my head, is once I'm all the way caught up and I just have my weekly issues only to read, 
then I want to do at least one, just one trade a week. I mean, that's my plan too, but I'm never going to catch up on stuff I'm buying on. Really? Uh, I'm pretty close. Uh, I went from like 120, I'm down to, I got 50 books left to catch up on, plus my weekly stuff. That seems like a lot of stuff. Huh? 50? Yeah. That took me like a month and a half to catch up, but yeah, I just keep adding it to my stack. I think if I had all the stacks of books I got to read, I suppose I still have about 300 issues to read. That's ongoing and all the accumulated stuff I've bought. Probably 300 issues I got to read. But now if I take, I think there's some days from work I actually take days off. So I'll have Wednesday, Thursday, Friday off. Those days I'm off work. All I do is binge read. Yeah. Take my dog for a walk. Want to do both? Can you read and walk? No, but I did walk by your house today. What? Dude, I'm here. You know, I, didn't know, I didn't know you Knock, knock. Putting you in my car is outside. It was at noon. Yeah, your car was here when I walked by. Oh, I was probably sleeping. Of course. At noon? No. Was I? I don't, I don't remember. Know. I don't know. You were probably asleep, so you wouldn't know. I didn't go sleep late last. I went to sleep <laughs> at 5 a.m. Well, we're so TMNT so anyway, Universe. TMNT Universe. <laughs> uh, you are... I think what you're doing. Agent Bishop, which is a character, have you met in the main series yet? Uh, No. Is he from okay. the future? Well, he's not. No, he's not from the future, but he's the new bad guy that the turtles are growing up against. I was just kidding. I'm making a bishop joke from X Men. Well, well, he's not black. I was gonna say, oh, he is black. <laughs> he's not. Uh, so, Agent Bishop is actually hunting a new mutant who is actually a scorpion. The turtles are actually looking for the same scorpion, and April is. Well, they don't know they're looking for the scorpion. They're actually going to TCRI to watch out for April, who's talking to Baxter Stockman. And uh, I think your turtles break in. Is that the real Shredder? Shredder? Who? Um, Baxter Stockman? Mm-hmm. No. No, he's, it's a he's, fly. He's, the, he's supposed to be a fly, which, speaking of... No, he's I never, the Tyler uh, Perry in the new movie. The Flyborgs, I have no idea where how they got made, because I don't even know where they mutated these flies. There's a couple of things from the... I think that's copyright infringement. Beetleborgs? No, Flyborgs. <laughs> it's close <laughs> enough. Maybe it's just like... The ooze just happens to be everywhere. So, Whoa, from the movie, Shredder is going to mutate everybody in the city? That's what happened. Got it. So is this book something that you'll keep getting? Oh, yeah, I'll keep getting it. I'd, is it legit enough like a, enough story? Because you said it was about the side people. Like, are the turtles in this? Turtles are in it a lot, actually. Oh, okay, so it's not really like yeah. all the side characters. I, see, that's week, that's the thing I was kind of disappointed, though. I actually wanted more of just side characters. I don't know. That's how you described it last week. Because that's I what honestly, I was told. in the main book, if the turtles aren't in it as much, I get bored to death. I know. when but I. He, but he loves all the side characters. But it's one of those things that I, I in this book I expected Turtles not to be in it very often. That I was actually almost, it sounds bad, but disappointed the Turtles were so much in it. Because wow. I agree, in the main story, I want Turtles to be in it all the time. They need to be in every panel. So Well, I think it's just the first book. It's like playing it safe, making sure they're yeah. in there enough that people aren't going to be Yeah, like, maybe that's it. Oh, they fuck. always do that when they do spy, uh, side thing like league of uh of tomorrow then they yeah. always have like somebody big in the first episode and then they never show up again legends it was good i gave it what a seven out of ten league. Oh. <laughs> the league of tomorrow that's gonna sound bad pitch that to cw come Maybe. on cw let's go but you know uh is this is an ongoing right it's not just like a to my knowledge thing. it's supposed to be an ongoing mm-hmm. to your knowledge of course okay genius so it is so when i looked up kevin eastman as art does he actually do art in the book he did the art in the uh the back, the back matter. Oh, there's, I did. Okay. There's another spot that he's doing the art for, and it was. I good. wish he would do the art on a book all the time. I love that art. I want to go back and get the original series because he draws it all. Because I don't like Santa Luca. I love Santa Luca, Ugh. but I did. Enjoy, I got the uh, Eastman cover 
It was pretty awesome. Oh, yeah. It's a front and back. You know, you should cover, you should frame all those and hang them up. All those Eastman ones you bought? Uh, yeah. Well, I need to finish getting my number six, but I think that's my plan was to put those up so you can get Batman and Turtles together. Garrett, something I did this week or last week. What was it? Tear. Tokyo Ghost number 10. Written by Rick Remender and Sean Murphy. Art by Sean Murphy. Colors by Matt Hollingsworth. You know, like I said, last week's podcast, because I read it before we did that podcast. Beautiful. I mean, the imagery in this book, oh, it just makes you want to cry. It was, it's very, there was some action in this book, but there's a lot of just, like at the beginning, she's trying to cope with like getting rid of Teddy in order to save the world. Like cut him, like she's not, like, no, I have to leave you in order to save the world. I have to get, destroy this whole bitch. She was close thing. not to. She I know. Like, she's, so, she's so codependent. Like he's been codependent on technology the whole issue and she realized at the end she's been codependent on him. Mm-hmm. So like even at the end of the issue, she's like, now I'm going to learn how to live by myself. She's been so addicted to having somebody, being in love with somebody else, especially Teddy specifically. And he's been in love with tech, like technology. He fell into that and like was codependent technology. And that ended up turning him bad and then I mean and then killing him. And so she made the choice as she to not go the same down the same route and like Yeah. Stop her addiction, mm-hmm. basically. And I think that was a very strong moment of the issue where she's like, No, I have to do this because she could have Well, even Teddy was saying, No, yeah. you, you can't do this. Like this is it won't be real. Like Yeah, he understood even that's the digital him, right? Yeah. yeah. Well no, it's his consciousness. Did he I was uploaded. gonna ask that did he upload it? Okay. Well, no, Davy Trump forced him to. So she almost, she really wanted to like become digital and just live with him forever. Right. But he knew like as being an addict, he, and finally being, it looked like he was finally free in this digital world because he didn't need that stuff anymore <laughs> to be like, it's basically, you know, like an addict coming clean and helping somebody else to get off of their codependency, which was really strong. I still fucking, what's the bad guy's name? Davy uh, Trauma. Davy Trauma is still like in a good way. Like Rick Mender wrote a really good villain that I hate absolutely. Yeah. Oh, agreed. Because we talked about when we made that top five villains that I like, I like a good villain is usually somebody who is kind of gray and is the hero of their own story. Where in this one, like he's such a good villain because I hate him so much. There's nothing redeeming yeah. about that guy at all. No. But his plan makes sense. That's the thing that I like got to me. I was like, I mean, for that world, I was like, kill everybody upload their consciousness then everyone's in, teched in but then at that point it's like she like they were saying it's how's that like some what way if to live? what if we are all uploaded consciousness but how's that some way to live don't you want to be able to make mistakes and like not everything perfect and <laughs> that's his true. world he was gonna make everything perfect yeah i uh, there's one thing that now that i think about while you guys are talking the davy lets teddy stay on the screen when Davey easily could have controlled the TV and turned it off. No, he wanted Teddy to convince. Like when he want he wanted her to see Teddy to like convince herself, "Oh no, I need Teddy." Even oh, though Teddy was telling her, "No, no, no," she kept being like, "No, but I need you." Yeah, but at that point in time, when you're right, there was a point when, when you're like, "When okay, oh, wait, my plan, is my, my plan is backfiring. <laughs> Let's mm-hmm. close you down, and I'll just kill you myself." I why does he keep waiting for her to give him the okay to kill her? I think maybe it was just the weighing the choices in her head. I think don't kind you need, do you need to be like accept to be uploaded, or you can be forced to. It sounds like um, you can be forced to because he's well, going to force the whole world to do it. I think only the but reason they, but led, all tech in, I the only reason Teddy was uploaded is because he's already connected. That's to technology. what I was saying. All the rest of them are already connected. So all she was, Debbie would have to be like, "Okay, yeah. hook me in," because she's not so, connected. She and has, he wasn't going to upload. EMP. Yeah, he wasn't going to let everybody 
upload themselves when she wouldn't. Yeah, that's true too. She had the power of the, to the put the hang on do the EMP. So she needed first to like shut that off. Mm-hmm. So he was trying to convince her, obviously didn't. Oh, I try see. To kill she her. had the ability to actually counter it. So he yeah. actually had to have her shut it down yeah. so that he could take her over. Okay, gotcha. So he obviously didn't convince her. And she he tries to kill her. And then the uh, son of. Is it Takashi or something? Yeah, the Tokyo Ghost from the original Tokyo, Tokyo Ghost. Tries to kill him. And she ends up doing the EMP and fucking blowing him to hell. And then we get a nice. I like the nice epilogue. I liked it too. It's like the best part oh, of the really issue, good. I think, of the epilogue. They now live in a world without technology. Everybody understands. Like, he, she didn't even say at the end, the guy's like, oh, this is hard work. Like, I'm doing hard work for, like, yeah, you can't get everything quick. Like, everything's not perfect. Like, it wasn't going to be the general right. You need to work for what you get. And everybody lives in, uh, everybody lives nicely in this community because they all work together. Yep. And then at the very end of the issue, we get the kid Snakes pulls out a Game, Game Boy. Boy. And there's Davy Trump around the screen. So I left it open for more stories. But like I was telling you guys over text, if they never did another thing, perfect. Yeah. If they do something else, actually, I before I was saying just leave it, but they could do something else because I think this is self-contained enough to be like... Well, Debbie, uh, like, she was going off, like, to find other yeah, territories where it's like, that. it'd be kind of cool to see her become more of the Tokyo Ghost. Like, she's the Tokyo Ghost. Yeah, she has but, to go throughout the rest of the world to make the rest of the world to like that community. Right. Yeah. So the rest of them are, like, struggling how to live without technology. So there are some nice threads that he could pull from, and I think I would read those. <laughs> but if he just left it, it's fine. I, I could take it or leave it. I My only hope would be if he did pick the thread, don't bring Davy Trauma back in right away. No, I think that's I want, I want. I want to enjoy him being gone. I want to see what big surprise he brings up five issues later. When it's I like, agree with that. I'm back. Fuck you. There's enough right. in that world where she can go off to different communities and they don't know technology and they're resisting something like that where he can make make a conflict out of that rather than bringing back David Jones and going back to the same thing. David Jones. Davey, what is it? Trauma. Davey trauma. <laughs> but like he could bring back like if there was like another miniseries, like not in the next one, but the next one and he comes back, then that's fine. Well, and that, that's what I would want. I wouldn't want the next, even five issues away from David trauma. No mention of him would be great. And then at the, after the break, bring him back. You know, he, he actually was the conspirator behind this whole problem. But he wasn't shown. He was behind the scenes. That's what yeah. I want. I don't want to. Well, he's like an bring, uploaded consciousness now, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. So I, I guess for me, it's just one of those. It's kind of like having Joker in a Batman story. Yeah, he can he can be the one running everything, but don't have him in the foreground. I want to enjoy the story without him. I got to say, I've fallen in love with Debbie. Like, I love the crap out of that girl. She's like my Luke Skywalker in Star Wars. The art in this, this issue is... Remind me of issue four, which yep. was really great, especially the colors from Matt Hollingsworth. The whole issue, the whole thing, I was re- reading it being like sad because not because this book specifically was a word, but sad because this team is done working together. Oh yeah, until I they know. do something else. And I was like, "There's no more going to be no more Sean Murphy Rick Remender book coming out with Matt Hollingsworth on colors until they announce something else, which I'm sure they will." But it's like, what's that going to be like? Or did they announce something? Well, Sean's not- over at DC now. Yep. So he's probably yeah. going to be busy. Not that he's exclusive. He can do his own stuff still. Right. But like he's probably going to be busy. Rick Remender's probably busy doing his own other books that he has coming out. So it might be a little bit before they come back together again. But That's okay. I mean, I think it'll... I mean, let this... Let that epilogue sit with you. I mean, like, I think about it constantly. I'm just like, God, that was such a good story. You know, um, Tokyo Ghost, the title, is such a layered title now. Like, I can't... Yeah. I would love to see in another series someone like, oh, she's the Tokyo Ghost. Like, what does that mean? Kind of go over her legend kind of thing. That'd be cool. 
I think this is one of those books that you get as a hardcover. Yeah. To, to read all time. Well, that's what I was going to oh, ask. Yeah. Is this something that you would... Because whenever something ends like this, especially when it's only 10 issues or 12 issues, I always think it was like, is this a possible gift for somebody that can give that normally doesn't read comics week to week, but like this is something I could just give to them. Is this something you could give to somebody? Uh, yes, to an extent. Is a little, it's a little weird. Uh, well, it, well, that's one thing. It's a little weird. Uh, it's a little mature. I guess for me, it's one of those in my head sometimes when you talk about, Oh, giving a, a comic book to someone, my brain does go to, Oh, giving a book to a child. <laughs> no, not to a child. <laughs> well, no, I'm, but a 13 year old. Would you give okay. this to a thirteen-year-old? Maybe, maybe not. No, maybe like I mean, late high Garrett, school. Garrett was Six, what 17? thirteen, eight when you got your first comic book. Sixteen. Mm-hmm. So I don't mean eight-year-olds. Eight-year-olds can read. This book isn't meant for a child. No, I know, but I'm just suggesting that I would give this to somebody that loves story. Like, yeah, that's what I mean. That loves world building, and I think what they've done with ten issues is beyond what most series can say they can do with even twenty, twenty-five issues. I like it. The whole, the beginning to the end, I don't think there was ever an issue where I didn't like it. That third issue, I'll still remember, is like one of the most like story-driven issues where it's all led in I mean, Debbie's story. Oh, five. Debbie. Yeah. Three. It's issue three. Third love story. Mm, are you sure it's three? I thought it was I'm two. I'm positive it's three. 100%. I don't know. I think for me it's one of those four is the one that sticks out and then that's probably about it. Like mm. ten is good, but... Actually, nine would probably be the one that stood out next. Oh, really? I do like. You don't like the whole thing? It's good. I mean, I, I got the whole thing. It's just. I liked it a lot. I loved it. <clears throat> I think for a Rick Remender book, this is not my favorite. Oh, yeah. It's different, especially from like Black Science and what else? Deadly Class. Deadly Class. They're all very different, but they still. It's still this book, especially. They're all his books at least push the limit of what you can do. Yeah. Like in this book, Lead dies, and you don't expect that. Like, and then the main, who you think is the main villain, dies, but then it's real. Then all he's been all the pansy for what Davy's going to do. Like, okay, I always knew Davy Trauma was going to be the bad guy. Oh, really? I yeah. thought it was going to be Flack. No, Flack was a piece of shit. <laughs> I guess I didn't really. But know. you know what I mean? It's like it was always Megatron was Flack, and then Starscream was Trauma. So the whole time, Trauma wants to take it over. Understand your car references, <laughs> but uh. Yeah, I think it was good. And not a car. <laughs> Fucking Transformers, asshole. That's what I mean. Transformers. You said car. all cars? I don't know. They're uh, different things, though. The planes. I, I, I don't care for robots. That was all the books we read last week. Not all of them, but those ones we reviewed. I should think that might have been all the books I read last week. I read a couple more. I mean, yeah, there's some extra stuff, but it was a fifth week, so a lot of... Yeah, not that much. Not that much. Future Quest number four came out for me. But... <laughs> I don't know. Was it any good? You know what? It's, it's what it is. What was that one? That was very vague. It is what it is. It's a book. Future Quest? Oh, Future Quest. Hmm. I think it's so... Here's the thing. I get that book because... Uh, not Doc Savage. <laughs> Who am I thinking of? Space Ghost? No. Not, not a character. The artist. What's his name? I don't know. But Jeff Parker's doing it and then the artist who you know why i think it's doc savage when i'm taking him ahead because he he did the art for a doc savage book okay way back but i forget what his name is but like i'm getting for his art and then i just read and solicited that what oh you can't read that book guys spoilers. i don't read the plots and analysis i just read who's doing the book they never tell you the main spoiler in that, that book, he's uh jumping off the book the artist so i might drop it then hmm. i mean it's 
good, but I think I'd rather be in that Flintstones that I looked up. I heard Flintstones was really good. Yeah, that's what I heard too. I heard uh-huh. Wacky Raceland was kind of a waste. And this guy's seen Scooby Doo. How is it? And so you're telling me I Scooby-Doo. haven't even started it, but I got the first four issues. <laughs> and once I get to, like, I, I'm catching up with my older books alphabetically, so it's coming. I'm almost there. Now, look, so we all have the same problem. We all have yeah. books that we haven't read, or but we do keep collecting them. Have you right. read Punisher yet lately? Since that's that's I got Legend of One Roman next, and then Punisher. <laughs> I know you got the same problem. You know what? We, okay. What segment we have next? The tongue twister. Marvin's Marvel Unlimited recommendation. Only one this week. Say that ten times. I have a recommendation for something I was talking to you guys about. Uh, it's all on Marvel Unlimited. So you have Marvel Unlimited. It's a subscription service for Marvel. You pay nine ninety nine a month, or you pay for a whole year, which is like what sixty bucks. Seventy. Seventy nine dollars. Mm-hmm. Dump that up ten bucks. But um, you pay them, you get access to most of the library. Mm-hmm. They've scanned most of the library. Everything up to six, six months, months ago. But even like old stuff, Pack, there's some yeah. stuff that's missing. But like most of us are. I don't think I've ever ran into something that's not on there. Oh, wait, there they is do something. have some stuff there that you don't want to read, like Anno Sente's Daredevil. <laughs> Just throwing that out there. I haven't read that, but I heard that's good. So don't you. Uh, <laughs> Anno Sente's garbage. But uh, Secret Warriors. Oh, yeah. By Jonathan Hickman, and who does the art here? Let's see. Jonathan Hickman, Stefano Castelli. It ran for. Let's see here. I should do this before. So like Thirty-six <laughs> wow. issues or something. Yeah. Um, I saw it today. Ran at the for shop. for two years. Contains, Twenty-eight issues. Contained story, or does it? Yeah, it's contained. Twenty-eight okay. issues. It's a story. Basically, it comes out of uh, Secret Invasion. Uh, Nick Fury puts together its team. Of, I guess they're mutants, but people with special abilities to like do secret missions for them. And I don't want to give too much away, but there's a lot of, you know, Hickman, there's a lot of stuff that like builds up and eventually comes, comes to, to fruition. Comes to, uh, yeah. But it's his first Marvel thing that came out. The whole thing's good. It's, it's Hickman light, I would say. It's not, because like with Avengers, New Avengers, a lot of that became kind of heady and like you had to read the whole thing to understand it. Which I would recommend reading the whole twenty eight issues, but still it's less it's more, you know, like self contained arcs action. But it comes the origin of a character who now is in Agents of Shield, quote unquote, that they made Daisy Johnson. She right. comes she's in that book Quake. Okay. Which I don't know what happened to the real Quake, but I guess. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh she's she got in that demoted, book. Clearly. Yeah, Nick Fury. Which by the way, so the reason why I'm recommending this is where am I seeing Nick Fury? Where is he at? He's gone out to the space. I think, isn't that the last thing that I happened? thought he died. No, in Original Sin, then he... I thought off. he died because, um, uh, what's his face took over? Uh, Bucky. Might have died. He'll come back. No, he won't. No, That's he won't. the one character that I don't know if would ever come back. Because they replaced him. Right. You know what I mean? And they replaced him. they called the new one. He's just Nick they Fury. Didn't repl- and they also didn't replace him because, well, like... Like Logan died and they made Old Man Logan. They didn't replace him because it came out of a story. They replaced him to replace him with a movie character. Right. So, like, that's one of the, the things. Remember, I talked about a while back, all the things I hate about the movies that replace characters' motivations and, like, how they've always been acted. Well, in this one, they fucking Killed replaced the character. character that I've loved for so long. <laughs> and so it's nice to go back and see good old Nick Fury. But it's, you know, it's a secret, basically a secret mission team that like they're all mutants and stuff like that. And it's, there's a lot of nice uh, teen drama, Nick Fury action, co-ops, but it's really good. 28 issues. Quick. I saw it today at the shop for the whole thing. Yeah. The whole art or whole one through 28 in issues. I'm going to add that to my, uh, 
Next time they have a 50% off day. Check in when you go on Marvel Unlimited. Make sure the first issue is um, Dark Rain, the list, Secret Warriors. So make sure you read that one first. And what's what's the, the Dark Rain mask after about? Secret after Secret Invasion when Norman Osborn became like top guy, okay. he's in charge of everything. That's dark then rain. all the books had Dark Rain because he was like in charge hmm. when he had his he had his. I'm dark sure they got like a cool reading order online that you could do that all unlimited. Or I something. believe on unlimited unlimited does a good thing about collecting a lot of stuff and be like, you want to read all Dark Rain? Click it and then there's a list of how to read it. Yeah, oh, how cool. to read the issues. The only thing is is I was trying to re- go back and read for some god-awful reason the Clone Saga, which I read like one issue and I was like, oh, that's not for me. But the Spider-Man? Yeah, Spider-Man. Okay. But it's... And it might just... I don't know if there's a way to change this, but when you go into the the reading order, it starts with the last issue at the top and the bottom one's the first issue. Oh. So it's like you got to scroll through the whole fucking thing or you can click to reorder it, but you've already seen the first, the last issue. So it's like, right. fix that shit. Mm-hmm. It should, who starts at the last one? Right. It doesn't make any sense. But I think it's only like that because if you're like getting something that's get coming out those new, series that have been like 700 issues. That's what I mean. I think it's for like, or even like if somebody wants to read something that's very new, they want to read the newest issue. So that's why I think why it's sort of like that. Okay. But it's like, nah, come on, start with the first one. Right. Or because you got Marvel Unlimited, you're if probably not reading yeah. the newest thing. So well, it's different to start at the first one and then resort for the last one because you won't get spoiled. Than to have it the last one and then get spoiled and have to fucking reorder it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do it the other way. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's do a little word association, which we call comic book association. CBA. Probably an actual association. We don't know. But this is, our, this is our game. This is our bit. <laughs> it's a little game where I say uh, something comic related. Writer, artist. Uh, comic book term, company, storyline. You guys tell me what you think. Are, are we not playing the game right now? No, I'm just kidding. I'm playing it. But I only get, let's see here. Let's go with the first one. This one, this guy evaded the last list. The last list we did, I was going to bring him up. You know what? Never said his name. Scott Snyder. What do you think? Alex? Batman. Batman. That's all I, I think of all the books that Scott Snyder has ever written, Batman's my number one. Yeah, the Batman Great Capullo run is going to be a milestone for a long time. I'm still waiting for witches to come back out. I know. That's what I was kind of oh, thinking, they were soli- too. It was in the solicits. Was it was? In October. Really? You shitting me? I didn't. Oh, wow. I yeah. love that. It's taking place in a desert. Wow. Is it uh, same characters? Or is it more like anthology? Might I don't know. I don't think it family. said. It just said. It showed a picture of the desert, and it said something about... There are no trees out here. Oh, shit. But are you still safe or something like that? Oh, that's fucking cool. I like that. No, because like, I thought, I was like, oh, we're not going to see that for another year. But October, oof, let's hope. Just like your uh, anthology for <laughs> American Vampire. I, it was, you know what's weird about that anthology? It keeps getting resolicited for like the next week. So I saw it on the list for this week and obviously it didn't come out. Yeah. And then I looked at it again and now it's listed for like two weeks from now. Jeez. That fucking shit's never coming out. Yeah. So it's like, quit, like, you take it off the solicit. Right. When you quit teasing the reader. <laughs> just when you're ready to put it out, put it out. And then put it out. But it's like, yeah. and that's what I'm going to say, American Vampire, which is, was great until Scott blew up and became this huge guy. And then it got delayed and it became a thing that he put to the side a little bit to do his Batman and do other stuff. But mm-hmm. the very beginning of American Vampire was amazing. The the miniseries for American Vampire are probably the best thing about American Vampire. There's some where it takes place during World War II in Europe and then World War II in Japan. Oh, and cool. like those side stories are amazing. 
with art by Raphael Albuquerque. That's how we learn how to join vampires. Everybody looks like a vampire now. He got too used to it. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Oh, by the way, for you people that want to read his Batman run, I know the shop didn't get it, but I saw it on Diamond that um, today the box set of Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo's uh, whole Batman run. The whole thing? <laughs> whole thing, 50 bucks for three trades in well, a box oh, set. Okay, trades. Yeah. Well, it's still, it's a good thing. Yeah, I mean, definitely. Worth, I think it would be fun to read all the way through that's issue, something issue. would you give that as a gift oh yeah I, I think even if you didn't like you weren't a Batman fan that's a book I would just is that kid friendly can you give that to a 13 year old I'd give that to I'd give it to a 13 year old is okay yeah. anything younger than it's that it's decent I, mean, I guess for me image is a is one it almost has to be a 17 and older 18 and older depends before I give most image books but like Autumn Lands would you give that they can give that I to could give, I could give that even to a 13 year old probably yeah there's not there's, I would say everything except nope, the blue mark in it. there's wiener that's you my mean, So Batman. I think all of Batman up until the. I mean, the blue mark gets a little out there. I think. Well, okay. I'm just saying. If we're talking about the 13 year olds. I think at that point that blue weird. mark. What's that? Yeah, I don't know what the the bloom arc. Oh, blue. I heard blue mark. That's what I heard too. And I, and like, I thought bloom. B l o o m. Got it. I bloom. I thought was one. Of, it was a good arc. It was different. That's I didn't not say it was bad or anything. Um, the the death of the family. That I think is more mature than bloom. You think? Yeah, I, I think don't so. know. But he cuts off all their faces and makes them try to eat it. But it's not actually their faces. But still, yeah. It, but it's the it's thought. Bloom stabs it's the people with a fucking finger like it's nothing through like twelve people. You're right, at once. the thing's scary though because yeah. Scott's always been a horror writer. Right. I think that's what he does best. And now we have um, fuck okay. what was oh no all stars all star Batman the backup in that last issue is very horror related and I think it shows his strengths that his strengths has always been horror. He writes other stuff well. Well, that one that one shot, not the one shot, but like that in between arc issue of Number Batman, 34. where it's about the kid. Yeah, yeah, that issue is really great. I think as a standalone. <laughs> and are those those single issues collected in those? I crates? assume so. It's the whole. Oh thing, yeah. Oh, is it okay? Yeah, because they always it says like death of, death of the family and stuff like that. So I never know if it includes those one shots. Oh, I don't know if it, it as long as it's under the Batman. Well, this one specifically though would work for Bloom because there's some Bloom stuff in it. Yeah. But it's not specifically in that arc. Right. It's like a previous thing, right? Yeah. Next year. But it's great. That's like that's not really horror related. That's more. Oh, when he's going through the downtown area. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It's really great. I think Scott's a great writer. The only thing with Scott, and I know he loves Stephen King. Stephen King was part of the first arc with him on American Vampire. Both of them have an issue with landing the ending. And I think Sky has a little issue with landing that ending. I don't know. Batman, Batman was pretty good. Batman but like, pretty well, but which is that ending was kind of weird. But like the wake, I don't think that ending was good at all. No. What else did we read from Scott? The wake. No, yeah. You said just that. The, oh, I thought you said witches. He did, but I then did. he said the, oh, he said witches was weird. But the wake, we hated that ending. Oh, I think. I think unfortunately way. for me is that the when the wake happened, I was all excited for those first five issues because it it was a uh, wasn't it a murder under the the sea or. Maybe I might be thinking of Department H. Yeah, I don't know. But it was good. It was a horror. No, there's a creature down there. That's right. Yeah. The singing mermaid spoilers. Yeah, they heard a signal from down there. <clears throat> and it, that, oh my God, those five issues were fucking free. Yeah, that first arc is really good. And then when you rush, you go to the future and six through 10, it's just. It's a little too much it, for that it, six it, issue arc. That's what I think. Well, it or lost, it lost, it lost its groundedness. It lost its scariness. Yeah, that's it what I mean. Like he tried to build like this whole world all of a sudden and you only have four issues. So yeah. I think it lost a little bit of it, but. More turns and like, and I don't know for sure. So take this for the grain of salt. But Stephen King always writes. He doesn't outline anything, so he never knows how it's going to end. He's always like, "Oh no, I just write, and eventually I'll find an ending." 
And I think maybe that's how Scott writes. So that's mm-hmm. why the endings usually aren't that great because there's no... Because I think the greatest endings there's are no stuff. Payoff. The stuff, like, yeah, it pays off throughout the story and then finally, oh, okay, mm-hmm. that's satisfying. I think to me, you, ha- story you should have end. an ending. You need yeah. to have an ending in mind at least. Hickman you don't have to style. go how it's going to happen, I mean, but this nah, person dies. There's right. just two different styles of writing. You can either plan everything out or just write okay. and then figure out the story as you go along. The next thing on this list, because we talked about it before this, the uh, podcast started, Jeff Lemire. What do you think? Art, shit, writer, good. Um, Old Man Logan and Moon Knight and Black Hammer. Black Just Hammer. books. Yeah. I think for me, I, I lost one earlier that I looked at Sweet Tooth, not impressed by the art. Now, I know Marvin is. I know you do. I like, like Jeff Lemire's art. Yes. But, so he's drawing with his bare foot. He's not using his hands. But his writing, at least Marvel-wise and even Black Hammer included, I'm, I love his books. Like the two, um, Snyder and Jeff Lemire, aren't they, they're going together to make AD. AD, yeah. And I'm excited for that. That's a book I'm, I'm I want to try. I didn't read the interview in Image Plus yet, but I'm curious if they're going to be both writing and then co-writing Jeff's, Jeff's and then doing Jeff's the doing the art. That's what it sense. sounds like. But they probably collaborate a lot. I mean, that's why in Tokyo Ghost, Sean Murphy's credited for the stories because they both collaborate on the story. But yeah, I like Jeff's art a lot. I mean, not a lot, but it's a different kind of style. Just like Matt Kent for Department H and mm-hmm. My Management. It's just their oh, style. Sharon Kent. Or is Matt doing the art? Matt does the art. He does the pencils. They both do. He does. She does the colors. Oh, okay. Yeah. But it's, and I've listened to an interview with Matt, and it's not intentional that he, I mean, it is intentional the way he draws. It's not because he doesn't know how to draw. He went to, that's, it was his major in college was drawing, was uh, art. And it's that he doesn't like drawing. He said he doesn't like drawing people realistically, so he draws in his own style. And I think that's what Jeff does too. He just draws people in that style because that's how he, he likes it. Which it, it does, doesn't look real, and it does look kind of weird, especially just People's the outlines and stuff. like I'm yeah. always like uh. you know but the weird thing is that when I, I <clears throat> so last week you guys talked about Department H number 5 I actually went back bought 4 through 5 or no 1 through 5, five. no uh, 2 through 5 because oh, right. I bought one um, I love that book like, I, I know I dropped off it thinking oh I need to save money but it's worth the money to spend who do you think the killer is I it's the you think fucking it's the, best the friend man with the, the dude. <laughs> The hand, yeah, okay, yeah, he's in a freaking technological based future underwater dome. Like, he's gonna, fucking or I think it's the guy with the dreads. So, yeah, I'm, I'm leaning towards dreads more. Then you're being gotcha. fooled. Gotcha. You guys are being fooled. He's the next suspect. That's any mystery show. They want you to think it's somebody for like a little bit and it ends up not being them. I think this book is one of those books that if it is an ongoing, I mean, one to two years is how long you could see the story going because eventually every, either everyone has to die and drown. Or we have to go back to the surface. Yeah, we might go back to the surface. Because it sounds like most of the uh, underground base or underwater base has been flooded. Uh, haven't you seen the map? There's there's like four other stations down there that are still. Well, I know it's in the shape of like a star. Right. Anyway, I but I read it and honestly, some of the stuff that wouldn't have been creepy normally was fucking scary. Yeah. Like, but that's Man Kid. Why are we talking about? Department yeah, H? we're talking about Jeff Lemire, man. Sorry, I just I was getting on to this. Fuck you, you're fine. <laughs> oh, fuck you. Done talking. <laughs> no, but Jeff Lose Lemire. All the ratings, guys. Th- Don't listen to this one. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> but I think the greatest thing—not the greatest thing—but the one of the gems from New Fifty Two that nobody ever talks about is Animal Man that Jeff Lemire wrote. And what's up? What about Jeff Lemire wrote that? Yeah, and he wrote the Green Arrow run that. Oh, I'm thinking. I'm thinking it's one thing. And crap, sente. He, he wrote the Green Arrow run starting after Anne. You like that? Oh, yeah. Way better than whatever Anne Nocente was dishing out. Your brother hates that, though. 
Well, he doesn't like Sorrentino's art, so. He's but uh, Animal Man, I think, was a great story. It's a really, on the, on the base of things, it's more like a family story about like how do these people deal with him being Animal Man, the rock coming after them, all these things. But like, it's, that's one of the gems from New 52 that I think a lot of people did look into. So if you go back, plus where's Animal Man now? I need a rebirth. Animal Man rebirth? Where is it? You got I Swamp think, Thing I, back? Where's I think if, if Rebirth had a, an Animal Man, I probably would get it, depending on the writer. He was on that Justice League United team for a while. Right, the Canada. Bring him back in Justice League of America. That's my pitch. It's already Steve Orlando. I know. I did an outside writer after I, which seems after I made a pitch about Jonathan Neckman writing that book. Which right. seems disappointing because I was actually hoping that what you stated would be real. I thought it would be somebody bigger. But he is a good, Steve's writer, a good writer. But yeah, he's a good writer. So. Isn't that the, that's the writer for Supergirl, right? Yeah. yeah and he did Midnighter. Yeah. So and I just want to know. claim for that. Who's on that team? And then I'll get it. Yeah, whoever the artist is, hopefully they come. Oh, I meant like character wise. Oh. Well, yeah, but if the art's shit, it's I just like hope, Justice League, it's not a good team. I just hope that it's not because I read that's coming in. The team will spin off a Justice League versus Suicide Squad. And I hope it's not like Harley Quinn's on that team. And it's like, how would she ever be on a Justice League team? I know. You know what I mean? Isn't she supposed to be like crazy, not controllable? And Suicide Squad, it makes I sense. I hate who she is now. She's not Harley Quinn. She's Harley Quinn's Cartoon Network doppelganger dc rebirth that's my next thing too my next word loving it so far we're what five months in almost where is it at for you started in june no may and may, the may, may was the last was so the first that most you could be four okay. no the five can't do math what five to oh it's september no, that is october <laughs> so we have four months. So, okay, well, so four I mean, months. but it's going to end next month is when the first issues stop coming out, the rebirths. Mm-hmm. So it's like we're almost at the tail end of it. So what do you think so far? Oh, wait, no, that's not true. They're coming all the way out through November. Oh, are they? There's okay. still something in November. Um, hit or miss. Well, we're halfway then. Depends. There's some things that I've, I've really enjoyed. What's a miss? Uh, Justice League. What else did I draw? Green Lan- okay, Green Arrow is not bad. It's just my... Right. Not needing to happen, but mm-hmm. I think I think Justice League to me has been a bust so far. I've I've not liked any of the issues I've read. What's a hit? Batman. The actually Superman's been pretty good. Um, action is not on the list of a miss. It's just that it's close. There's yeah, for me it's close. It's not. I'm not enjoying it like I want to. You missed your miss list. What? You missed your miss. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> getting in layers now. Garrett, what's a miss for you so far? Miss anything. I haven't heard you talk anything bad about any of these books. You know what? Honestly, Rebirth for me is an actual Rebirth. Like everybody, I mean, all these characters, like you even saw me at the shop last week. I was like Ted Kord is back on a Blue Beetle book. And like I was like jumping around like a little schoolgirl in front of that book like Ted Kord's back. Yes. And everyone was like, who the fuck cares? For people who don't know what the pot up from the podcast when you met Garrett, all he read was DC. I used to only read DC and like he wouldn't even think of reading anything else Mm-mm. and was it marvel first or image first that you first started reading? i did image first i went into marvel a little bit and it, it wasn't even that you i think did you read your brother's marvel stuff at that time you yeah. just didn't buy any of your stuff. right so you're a dc fanboy new 52 is coming out you got pumped you got a lot of those things and then now we got rebirth coming out and everything mostly is a hit for you ever. Yeah, because what New Fifty because I had been reading pre New Fifty Two, yeah. um, and you could tell that a lot of people's fires, like a lot of creative teams, were at fires were just dying. Like they, the New Fifty Two needed to happen because they needed something to get excited about, 
And then Rebirth, like, I didn't think they could pull off Rebirth, but with how quick they have, like, a lot of these characters are going back to their roots, going back to their people in their wheelhouse, like, all of the Superman run, barely in the Daily Planet, or if we are, there's no Jimmy, Lois is barely in it, Lois is married to some douche we don't even care about or engaged or whatever. It's just a lot of useless, pointless, like, doing it just because we can. And so Rebirth, for me, is, like, I'm getting way more interested in all these characters and they're bringing back characters that deserve spotlight in the DC universe, not just, oh, we'll bring them back in 10 years because we just don't feel like talking about them right now. Like there's almost every character is coming back. I mean, obviously there's going to be a couple that aren't right now, but uh, ones that I've missed deeply, like Blue Beetle's back. There's just a lot more that are coming too. I think there are a lot, there's some great books. I think a lot of them are in that above average section there's some that kind of fall to the bottom but in terms of the whole line i like the direction so far yeah can you agree that it's already better than new 52 it feels like new 52 was like redo these characters for the modern age yeah go back but also they were given the caveat about like but what do we do for continuity like whatever you want to keep just keep it like okay so a lot of people would keep all of it and some Mm -hmm. people would keep none of it so it got confusing as a universe now they're basically just being like, I'll go back to how it used to be. Like everything is this though. And just tell, tell some good stories. It feels like now they're just giving the rain to be like, go do something less editorial right. interference. If so you need far, the past, you can, we can figure something there's out. There's nothing but. that I read that I feel like, oh, that was changed because somebody wanted that to be like the new company line. Except for something I don't read, but Suicide Squad really feels like it's, oh, be, be like that movie. But I don't know. I don't read that book, so I'm not sure if it affects those characters at all. But there's nothing even like Justice League doesn't feel like they're trying to ramp up to be part of that movie. You know right. what I mean? It just feels like they're doing whatever, which is still not like he can still fail. But like it's that's still feels like Brian Hitch is failing, and not, he's not failing because somebody's telling him how to write a story. Right. He's just failing to come to par, come up to bat with what he's trying to tell. You know what? I don't even think his plots are that bad. It just feels like the but dialogue. his dialoguing is. Horrible. It, th- it ruins the flow of his stories, I think. But we get a new artist's issue. Yeah, and I, I look the artist looks better okay. than Daniel. Like I've never seen Daniel's art so poor. My whole comic book reading. I think career. the now you guys mentioned that you read pre fifty two, and I've read some Batman detective stuff. Mm-hmm. But I'll, I don't have your long run of pre fifty two. So for me, new fifty two is actually pretty good. Like I still. I think New 52 yeah. Flash was great. A lot of people got introduced to DC from New 52, um, which mm-hmm. a lot of people are getting introduced now from Rebirth. Some Wonder Woman, you know, the first 35 issues of Wonder Woman were Oh, great. yeah, there were gems in that New 52. Animal yeah. Man, Wonder Woman, Batman. What else was good? Flash. I thought Flash, Flash was good with Amanda Poole. I mean, there's some it. good series, but so many of them lost their fire real quick. <laughs> they burnt up. Otherwise, yeah, there was a couple, like a handful of ones that actually lasted through that whole thing. And even thing. JL was, pretty, was good. I yeah. know I dropped Jeff off Jeff Johns but, did good with he, Justice League. Speaking of pre-New 52, what about the next thing on the list is Long Halloween. What do you think? Great. Awesome. I, I still, I think I'd still give that the edge over Dark Victory. Is that your favorite Batman story? No. Which one? Long Halloween? Long Halloween. Yeah, the, the word I said. Well, you said Dark Victory then. <laughs> no, but so I'm just saying that I uh, between the two, because they are they go side by side, Dark or Long Halloween would be my favorite. Of the two? Of the two. I like Dark Victory more. I, I think like the Dark Robin Victory. made it fun. I think the only thing with Dark Victory is that Dark Victory just seemed like a rehashed version of Long Halloween. It was the yeah. same thing, but 
Uh, as best for, part of Long Halloween? Oh, sorry. I'm as a, what April was that your favorite? No, Calendar Man. Oh, yeah, it's good in it. Yeah. Um, I th- you asked if it's my favorite. I would. It's definitely in the top five. I don't know if I could give it the top choice now. What's your top choice? I don't have a top choice. You, Batman? You don't know what your favorite Batman story is. But it's kind of like asking, what's my favorite arc in New 52's Batman? I don't actually know because there's a lot of stuff I actually enjoyed about the whole thing. Death in the Family. I like well, that. That's not it. Death in the Family is not it. Death of the family. family. Yeah, that's my favorite. Is it? Really? Yeah. I miss Loeb being in the DCU. Like, it sucks that he's so Marvel exclusive with a TV show that he only yeah. does Marvel work now. That's kind of a bummer to me. <clears throat> Tim, Tim Sale. Sale, he does the variant for every single Batman issue for Rebirth so far. Long Halloween is probably long form. How many? It's like, was it how many issues? 12? I think yeah, it's 12. It's one a month. year. Yeah, one a month. Long form, I think, is the best. Batman story that needs to be if they're ever going to use that as an influence for something like they keep pulling like Dark Knight Returns but I don't think needs they use it as an influence for Batman versus Superman but like why haven't they pulled from oh actually they kind of did for Batman Begins right Halloween, a little bit not that yeah. much but like this fits it's very cinematic very th- theatrical so like this would fit well in a movie and so I think out of all Batman stories I think this is one that needs not needs but like it could make a good movie and I hope because it's very grounded. It's a very yeah. story just about like gangsters and like Calendar Man, which he doesn't have powers in, which he might now. But it's still like it's a very grounded story. And I like those kind of Batman stories, like Batman Year One. Like it's not about mm-hmm. like Batman fighting Bloom. Supers, yeah, it's it's or like yeah, Super. It's I think Batman for me, I think for me, it's always the detective part of Batman's been my favorite. Yeah, and then he does a lot yeah. of detective. And the, work the whole it. thing is him figuring out who did this. So I that I. My copy's not over there. Are you looking for my copy? Yeah, that's why I was uh, A friend of the show, David Hoover, has it. He's had it for the last uh, 12 months. Long Halloween. <laughs> but Longest next, Halloween. Next thing on the list, Gotham Central. Speaking of Batman, there is a thing. That's another thing, too, which is in that universe, but it's not about Batman, but it's very grounded about the G, uh, GCPD. What do you guys think of this book? 10 out of 10. Love it. I think I, that might actually be my favorite Batman book. Now I, that you except say I think I think the because last, not about last chunk... Kind of loses its fire though. A but little bit. Greg yeah, but yeah. yeah, Greg jumped off of it. But overall, yeah, I, I guess kind of agree with that. But it doesn't make the whole thing worse. No, it all works as still a whole continuity. I just, you can tell Greg Rook is gone. But the whole thing is, yeah, 10 out of 10s. And then the last thing is like 9.5. Yeah. But if anything, like that's the thing. If somebody would wanted to get into Batman and be like, oh, where do I start? Where do I start? I'd be like, read this first about the cops, get a sense of the world. Batman's they're getting a used bit. to Batman too. Like it's kind yeah. of Batman starting out, and they're like, it's all these people yeah, trying vigilante. to figure out Gotham. Yeah, and it's it's a very, I keep using this word, but it is a very grounded story in Gotham. That's like, how do these cops deal? People ask it all the time. It's like, how if you lived in Gotham and you were a cop, how do you deal? You got Batman. Anything that happens, you know, Batman's got. So why even try, right? Except for like smaller crimes, and then at that point you feel like an errand boy. You're like stopping like yeah. robberies in the streets, like and like small stuff. But even then, like somebody gets mugged in an alley, Batman might show up anyways. Mm-hmm. So what are you really doing in that city? How do you contribute? And it's like these people, and that's why a lot of them become, become corrupt in the city because it's like, how do you get by in the city where you really don't do anything? And then a lot of there's another murder in that book too where they're like, oh, Batman will get no. We need to figure out before the city, otherwise Batman's going to take it yep. over. And 
they're running against like, they're not racing against the clock because because uh some evidence go away they're racing against, racing against batman to figure out before the greatest detective in their universe and Figures it's like it how are you a detective in this city when the greatest detective lives there and it's a very uh, like going into these cops lives there's some other stuff like personal stuff too where it's like that and i I stopped watching the show, so I can't really shit on it anymore. But that Gotham show on Fox, like they really should have been GCPD. I know, like Gotham Central. I mean, so if they actually like made it against that, that would be. And I know you really don't care, but like, but it really does set up a gr- good like dynamic for a show. Yeah, and unfortunately, that show this I don't know. It's kind of it's its own universe for sure because it's all over, like no one's like how they're supposed to be except Batman, Bruce Wayne. Everyone else is fucked up for who. So there's two Bruce Waynes. What the hell's up with that? Exactly. You know when they bring in a doppelganger <laughs> in your third season that they're running out of shit. Have you so. ever seen The Wire? No. Have you ever seen The Wire? If I if I could pitch, yeah, there's no way you would. Uh, say, the, from the guy who cares the least about TV shows. <laughs> but this is, just, I think she doesn't care about comic book shows. She doesn't care about TV at all. But I don't have, to, when do I have time to watch TV shows? I haven't watched The Flash and I've had that for over a year. <laughs> okay. I'm two and a half seasons behind on air. My favorite TV show of all time is called The Wire. It's five seasons where it's like long form where like a whole season is about a, a crime or about like a case. And that's what that book really feels like. So like if you're out there and you've seen the wire and you never read any kind of DC pick up Gotham central, it's a nice introduction to that universe, a nice introduction to Batman, but it still is not way out there. And like, you need, don't need to know anything else. Just know about Batman exists here. And these are the cops of Gotham of Gotham. Right. I think even the stuff that could be out there is still, well contained because you do run into supers and like you said, I mean, yeah, Mister Freeze. Mister Freeze is the first guy you see, and it's it's interesting to see how the cops react. go, yeah, yeah, react and go about the situation. It's about like that too, like how how do you go up against these why the fuck villains? Not, why that not leave it against for Batman? To normally take care goes of. up against Batman. Yeah. Why not leave Mister Freeze for Batman? But then it's like you're not doing, doing your what job. your job, yeah. But it's like why would I go against Mister Freeze and some of them find out like maybe they can't take on Mr. Freeze. Like something like some bad stuff happens. Okay. The last one here, this one might take a while because, but I know where you guys stand on this, but I know I'm different. So here we go. Last thing on really? this list. Name drop it. Here we go. <laughs> Drum roll. It's not a name drop. It's a topic that comes up a lot. And this could be its own segment on its own, but it's Dick part Grayson. Of <laughs> <laughs> not yeah. on this show. I mean, How about a, that Dick? a topic that comes up on, Grayson. That comes up in comics in general. Digital versus print. Ooh. Like, what are you? You know, so I have two, like I'm bipolar when it comes to both. Because I like having the print issue in hand. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Um, but that's only for comics that, like they're not trying to get outside the panel work too much. Like they're not getting all kinds of crazy. Um where the story, like, when the artists kind of take over, you know, kind of like Bouchelotto. Like, he'll do his panels, like, all over the fucking place. I mean, it's still beautiful art. You can follow it, but it's hard. I mean, it's, of course, it's a comic book. You can read it left to right, top to bottom, but you got to kind of figure out his pattern on how he's doing it. What's nice about the digital aspect of reading um, is a lot of them have been converted over where they'll show you a scene at a time. And... What's the only benefit I think for that is you're able to follow the series of events when you get to those kind of sporadic panels. Otherwise, you know, I really see no difference. Um, 
some people say that you lose the kind of cliffhanger when you turn the page, but you're only seeing a panel at a time. Because typically when you're reading a book, you can see in the top, bottom right as you're on the top left, like, okay, looks like there's a character showing up. I mean, you're not trying to look at that panel. But. Change the view, too, though, to view the whole page. Yeah, but isn't the right thing to do in comic then. books is to have it be a turn the page? Surprise, not a at the bottom. Because I agree. I mean, I see it all the time. Bottom right has something that my eye got drawn to because there's well, blood yeah. everywhere. Bottom right will be but like I was someone talking. To be a, a great turn, writer uh, will put on the next page. Yeah. 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 But I mean, sometimes you always can see things coming yeah, up. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's, it's kind of nice for, to... For like somebody getting into comics doesn't right. know how to read them. They, it goes panel by panel and goes, right. it shows you the balloons so you know how to read them. Again, veteran, know how to read them, still have trouble sometimes. <laughs> yeah. But Alex... We I, I'm a hardcore, I want to have the paper print. I, I guess for me, it's a... But here's the thing. For me, it's an ownership. It's, yeah, I literally, that, okay. I literally own this comic book. I was going to ask because we know that Alex is old man Alex doesn't like technology that much. So it's like if you had a device and like an iPad to read comics on and you knew how to use it, would you use it? Or would you just be like, okay, I'm not that mentally stupid. <laughs> I used to read. Have you ever read, have you ever uh, had uh, used I, an iPad? Well, it's kind of like using my iPhone. You don't have an iPhone. I have a smartphone. <laughs> Jesus. So anyway, I, for me, it's yes, I know how to read. I know how to use technology. Just prefer to actually own. Yeah, this. as a collector, because I do like having the issues. In would hand. you want to have Saga as a digital comic? If I had the whole thing, you saying if I could trade in? If you traded that, would you, well, it's different. Knowing, now. You say no, never. Oh, if I never got different? those, if I never got those, would I pick them up digitally? Yeah. Oh yeah, I would. Okay. I get a sick love of filing my comics away, my comics away into bags and boards. So see, say, I don't care for that. Well, yeah. that's because we're the ones. But who they're kind of it. like it's not like I would ever want to sell my comics, but I like adding, like as a collection as a whole, I like adding value to my collection. Being like, I not as in money wise, but obviously there is that. But like, oh my god, I own, I physically own issue three hundred of something, or I physically own two fifty kind of thing. You and I months ago when Klaus, I think one or two two came out because you didn't pick up two when it came out. You and I were talking, and you go, oh, I'll just pick it up digitally. And I was telling you that, no, pick it up in one. If you picked up, you already picked up one in print, you're going to get two in digital, well, you're going to get three, four, five, six, and seven in print. To me, that's weird. I did that for Daredevil. I got one through six in issues, and I got seven and eight digitally because... No, you got eight and nine. Eight and nine in digitally because I fell behind, Yep. and then I heard they were good, so I been Because, you know why? Here's the, And here's the thing, I'm kind of two minds about this just like how you are if it came down to it what do i prefer digital is way more convenient for me it's um click of a button to get it yeah they're all there and that's why i like marvel unlimited so much is like if i want to read something there's stuff that i have that i would go on marvel unlimited and read rather than picking out and trying to find them and read it even in trades there's stuff that i read in marvel Unlimited that i just pull up the trade and read but but there are good things about print that i like I like our shop a lot, and so like I like going there and like contributing to, to a local shop and picking up books. I like the idea that I can pick up a book, and if I like something, I can like give to somebody else. And be like, hey, you should read this. Like, there's a lot of books that I get that I that give somebody like you should read this, and then they start getting it or they start picking it up. I like the idea that what were you just saying? I don't know. I wasn't saying anything. I took a drink of beer before we, I was telling before you- I started. Well, I told you that in Klaus, you owned one oh, issue. Yeah. So <laughs> I like the idea of digital, though. Like, if I ever want to reach, like, that, that's what happened to Daredevil. I was, I heard those two were good. It was like a Sunday 
it was some night where the shop was closed. It was like already super late. I was at the hospital and I was like, I heard they're good. I want to really want to read them. And I know if I don't get it right now while I'm aware of it, yeah, forget. I'm going to forget and never pick them up. It's just going to be thinking like, oh yeah, I'll pick that up. And I never will. Like Lazarus so, number 21 or 20. <laughs> yeah, something like that. I know it's going to be the 20 to 21 form. You know what? I might pick that up digitally. Yeah, why not? I mean, th- that's the convenient thing about it is like he wants to fill in that gap with a story. If he runs across the issue someday, he's like, I actually don't own that. I can pick it up. But yeah. uh, so, one, one, I don't think he'll ever come across that problem. I think in my head. Well, Lazarus, I can't find that issue. But it's less about actually owning it for you. It's the story. You're in yeah. it for the story. I'm in it for the, yes, I want to read it. Mm-hmm. But if I'm going to have it, I might as well own it. And for me, it's not the, oh, I want to sell my books. It's always the understanding. If I needed to make money, I've got a whole run of something that is. But I mean, realistically, though, that's, you're never going to be able to sell that for. The value that you have for that run is going to be way more than you're going to be able to sell it for. Unless you have like a saga number one which is like crazy, like it's a flash in the pan, like that is going hot now. But that's not always going to be like a sought after thing. Eventually people will forget about that book and it won't be like the hot thing and that's not going to be worth anything anymore. But like these, especially Marvel and DC books, will never be worth anything that you would be willing to give up. Like the whole, if you have that whole Batman run, you, yes, probably could get a good amount for it, but you're, never gonna get, hundred bucks, but you're never going to give the amount to be like, I need to give, I can give up this run name. Like that's going to be worth it to you. No, but it's one of those things. Okay. A hundred bucks is a hundred bucks. So you get, you sold your, yeah, but sold, how much did you pay for it? You paid. Yeah. But I mean, at that point you asked for what you sold for or what you bought it for. Well, then each issue is for, if you're buying it to like collect and make a profit, you're not making a profit. If you sell it, what you sell it for. Correct. So then it's well, maybe think about retirement, okay? But it's not but or it's passing those, on. But it's almost okay. I, that's what I mean. It's it's not a retirement fund. It's they're no, never going to be worth anything. Meant to be a retirement fund. But they're it's never going to be worth anything that's like like a lot of money. They're always going to be worth what they're worth, and maybe even less. I can I, see. Like I said, I don't consider the value money wise. Like I like knowing that I have landmark yeah, history in my box. No, I don't give but a shit about that. I don't ever like Every if my kids died. or my grandkids ever sold my comics, I'd come haunt their fucking asses <laughs> for the rest of their lives. So, see, but that's the thing is that no one else in my family is going to give a shit about the books. So when I die, that's why you. That's not true. Will. But that's why. What if you have a kid? When you have a kid, and they're like, "Dad, I love comics." You'll be like, "Well, you know what I said and in I read, that podcast." Harry took. We already did his will, and he says, Mar- "All my comics go to Marvin." Yep. And the then, fuck? and then, in the bottom of it goes, Marvin will burn all comic books. So there's no, mon- burn them. so no monetary money can be made by Marvin. <laughs> yeah, then Alex is gonna come haunt your ass because you didn't file them. <laughs> but like, it's convenient for digital. Like, I like, think okay, like my job, I can't read. But now I know other people who have jobs that they actually could read. So carrying the books would be stupid. To actually read it online would make sense. And money wise, actually makes more well, sense like, to read online. A lot of digital comics I read right before I go to bed. Because it's the lighted screen, and right. I can read it quick rather than trying to turn put all the lights light on and like try to read an issue. Psychologically speaking, convenient. should never read in your bed. Why not? Can't go to sleep. Yeah, because the only thing you're supposed to do in your bed. Sorry, this is science. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already doing two things wrong. Then. <laughs> More important, but the only thing is that it, it's said that your bed is only meant for bed for sleeping. Really? To do other things can actually cause sleep deprivation. Huh, I sleep, I read on my bed all the time. I used to read, but then I have nightmares. <laughs> what are you reading? Well, no, I read it because I read Jurassic World when you and I were reading that, and I had dr- dreams about Stegosaurus. 
<laughs> a so. stegosaurus <laughs> named fucking T-Rex. Yeah. This fucking guy's getting chased out by a herbivore. One of the wimpiest fucking no, no. dinosaurs Whoa, ever. Wimpiest. Yeah. Do you see Are those? Herbivores? Yeah. Yeah, but why is he chasing your ass down? No, it wasn't chasing. No, it wasn't chasing me. But I just had I had dreams about these dinosaurs. But I also you had a good mythical dream about. Were you riding a dino rider? No, no, it was kind of like in the movie Jurassic World where they're all just walking across. Okay, and that's scary to Alex. (laughs) (laughs) You said nightmare. I know. Wouldn't that fucking scare you? (laughs) What seeing a dinosaur? You know you your pants. Final consensus: say print or digital, Marvin. Right now. Right now. As it exists right now. Yeah. It's now you're going to be I'll burnt at the him. stake. I'll say it from no, 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 print. No. Your print? Well, I'm, you know I'm print. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. <clears throat> I've always said that if you guys weren't around, that I wouldn't get week-to-week books because I only get them to talk to you guys about the books. Right. I would wait for, like, trades, and I probably would wait. All Marvel books on Unlimited? All Marvel books on Unlimited. I probably would wait for, like, collections, digital collections, <laughs> and get everything digital, or I would just go buy trades. Yeah. I don't like single issues are too... They don't give you enough. Like, they only tease. But also, like, storage-wise, it doesn't make sense for me. But also, like, bringing them all over the place, it's like a lot of stuff. You know what I mean? No, because I don't bring them everywhere I go. It's more convenient to bring a trade, to bring a digital collection. So, convenience-wise, yes, I would prefer a digital. Digital. But also, if we're talking about, like, what would really work for me, trades and then digital is what I would do. For me... I'm going to say print just because, like, for me, I would love to, like, I always contemplate, like, oh, I want to buy Marvel Unlimited for a year, but I'm so behind on my own shit. Like, my weeklies, I want to be caught up on and then get back to my old stuff. If And then, you know, even my trades that I have at my house. Once I got caught up on all of that, I would love to get Marvel Unlimited and start reading things digitally. Because I did try that for a while, but it just got to be too much. Um, but I still... And sorry, Marvel, I don't buy anything of yours because I know it's going to be on Unlimited, except for like those season one graphic novels. I've been getting kind of some of those, but. Oh, some of those are on there. They are. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. some like some most Marvel trades, I'll just like, well, if I ever do get to Unlimited, it'll be on there. But um, going back to when you asked me, there's one more thing too. also like I like getting print because I like giving it out to people yeah. and not in like trades for gifts but also like single issues like give to like friend of the show david or it's like do you guys like you should read this i don't think i ever give it to anything you but guys. the best thing about but single issues i think most of the stuff you usually get you i most buy. likely I was have. Say, usually i just tell you you can just buy yeah, it but. best thing about single issues is the back matter and that only comes oh, from yeah. usually independent comics i wonder if that's in his digital single issues you'll you find out when you buy 21 yeah. first find out which one you need before you buy it yeah uh, well if i saw the cover i know it's the one with the the lady I think it's Johanna on the desk. Okay. It's 21. I looked at the shop. Shop didn't have it, so I would have to buy it online, and that's a book that I'm going to pay more than cover price for. Right. So that's why I don't want to buy it online. But the back matter for most things are good. But I, don't, I mean, Marvel and DC, any of those, they don't have that. I mean, they do have questions, but that's about it. DC had a DC Unlimited. Would I still get single issues per week? I think I would for I would drop a lot more my DC oh, books. Oh, yeah. Like, I think if you guys didn't get DC books, like if you guys didn't get action comics and you guys didn't get Superman or any of the other things, I'd probably only books I'd get would be bat books because yeah. I don't care. There's a lot of things that all of us get just because the other ones get. Right. Like you get Department H because you heard us talking about it and you wanted to read it. There's a lot of those um, DC books that I get just because we, we talk about a lot. 
like green lanterns. I think if we weren't, you were still getting it and we could still talk about it, I think it would drop it. Mm-hmm. But not because I like, don't enjoy it because it's one of those. And we'll have to talk about it on the show. I think we teased it a couple of weeks ago about comics are so expensive. Something being okay or Isn't good. good is not good enough anymore. Yeah. Like it has to be like, like well, this week, like nine out of ten. Like this week, I was very satisfied. Mm-hmm. They're all like this, nine out of ten. This 10s. current week or last week's? This the last ones week. we're talking about. Yeah, the ones we, we reviewed. Like all of them, I was like, this is why I get comics week to week. But then there'll be some weeks. Well, this week, dropped JL and I dropped Green Arrow. I don't look forward to them. They're okay for me. To actually pick up a book, it has to be better than okay. I actually have to look forward to reading yeah. this. I think we know where you're at, though. Print, 100%. Yeah, there's no question. Yeah, I was going to say. You're a print guy. You yeah. go back and buy print issues. Well, You're I, not even a trade guy. You're an issue guy. But that's, mm-hmm. I think for me, it's more of even trades. Yeah, I like having the whole thing. But there's something to ha- to say for me. And you're right. It's it's not for monetary value. It's I own the issues of these that's books. That's what I say. I wouldn't, you would never sell your books. I'd burn them. <laughs> but like for you, they're worth a lot. I'd of pull money. a joke. Like they're worth the value for them to you or way more than you would ever sell them for. That's what I was saying. I wasn't saying... That your books are shit and worthless. No, but uh, I'm but saying I know you, and I know they're worth more to you than you would get money for them. But it's sentimental value. But it's one of those things you need the money. I've got the capability to sell them. Yes, for what they're worth. Hey, I'm still making money back. It's breaking even at least. And there are some issues that I would have that are going to make more than face value. Buy that TMNT for you for nothing because it's not worth anything. No, this one now you can have it. <laughs> but yeah, print you print with some digital. Print with hopes and aspirations of being able to read digital you know what, in the future. Yeah. And right now in this world, I think digital is not there yet for me. Mm-hmm. But so I get print. Yeah. But I think if like they would never do it. But if digital was like cheaper, then I would go that oh, route. Oh, I think so too. I'd get an iPad. And like spending the money is fine. But again, hey, you can get the story for less. Not to be a cheapskate, but I mean... Then. I don't know. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. we, now we live in a world that money is almost the most important thing. So yeah. money decides everything you do, whether you go somewhere where you eat, mm-hmm. what you buy for fun. Well, as long Cheaper as you, you're not a billionaire, I mean, got to make those pennies count. Make them count. That's been your episode of Wednesday Comics. You can f- email us. Are you print digital? Let us know in the digital form at WednesdayComics605 at gmail.com. Email us. Let us know, or you can tweet at us at Wednesday Comics on Twitter. Tweet at Alex at uh, Alex Pastrello. And I'm using it. Oh, he did use it last week. I did use it. I don't check it every day, but I have it. And did I, you make a tweet? He did. Yeah. He tweeted the show. Oh. Wednesday Comics. At A L E X P R O S T R O L L O. Follow me at Marvin underscore Saguero, M A R V I N underscore S A L G U E R O. Follow Garrett. At Garrot twenty one eighty eight G R O O T two one eight eight. Hey, just letting you all know, I'm thinking about changing that because I'm kind of getting sick of the Garrot thing I've been doing my whole my whole life. So I might be changing in the future. Just keep your ears open for that update when no. it does happen. Exclusive. Yeah. Follow us on Facebook, Facebook, or like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Wednesday Comics Com. That's Wednesday Comics C O M. Find us on iTunes. Rate, review, subscribe. Got a nice review last week. Five stars. Listen to it. Good, good review. Follow us on Google, Stitcher, SoundCloud. Give us a nice heart on SoundCloud. Download, subscribe on those platforms. Also, it's been a very good week. A lot of good books this week. 
next week looking forward to a lot of good stuff we'll see you next week too because for the end of the show we didn't tell anybody what's up what's up next week yeah we didn't begin show books of the week the books we got this week yeah oh i see okay sorry sorry, sorry. i was thinking about what was coming up next the week. show was ending nicely and then here comes speed bump number two cool. stop the show you're not speed bump anymore this guy took over now, that was more like a fucking wall. <laughs> 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 That's all I have for you this week. My name is Marvin. I'm Alex. I'm Garrett. Keep turning those pages. <laughs> <laughs>